we inform. Religious freedom is about people of faith being able to live out their faith, live out their convictions, no matter where they are. We equip. This is a battle of worldviews. And we activate. We also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character hope. This is AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Honesty may be the best policy, but Dr. Tony Evans says it's not the only policy for Bible-believing Christians. He'll explain today as we spend two minutes with Tony. When a football player kicks a field goal, in order for it to be good, it has to go through the uprights. These are the two posts that come up in the air. If it goes to the left side or the right side, Outside of the post, it's called no good because it didn't go between them. There's a recognition that these two posts are the determining factor of whether you have scored a field goal. God has two posts when it comes to your maturity and my maturity and how the church should function. The two posts are truth and love that surround our communication as Christians. Truth refers to the content. Love refers to the motivation and methodology. We are to speak truth with an attitude of love. We're not to defer to one versus the other because these two posts that stand side by side become the determining factor of whether you scored in terms of your own spiritual growth and spiritual influence. Discover what it means to have a truth-based, Christ-centered character in the midst of our crumbling culture. Check out Tony's book, Kingdom Values, available online at TonyEvans.org. Then join us next time for Two Minutes with Tony. This is Viewpoints with Kirby Anderson. A few decades ago, Americans were increasingly concerned about privacy. Back then, we did several radio programs on the topic, but now many of our privacy concerns have faded. Mark Zuckerberg put this in perspective. He said that when he got to his dorm room in Harvard, the question many students asked was, why would I want to put any information on the Internet at all? Why would I want to have a website? He then went on to acknowledge that people, especially his generation, became more comfortable with sharing information online. In his book, Why Privacy Matters, Neil Richards writes about some of the myths that surround privacy concerns. One myth is that privacy is about hiding dark secrets. We hear the argument, if you have nothing to hide, you have nothing to fear. But that doesn't mean we would want to have everyone seeing everything. We wear clothes out of modesty. We don't want videos of what we do in a bathroom or a bedroom. Another myth is that privacy isn't about creepiness. He provides lots of examples of privacy invasions we would not tolerate, yet we have the 
famous comment by Google's Eric Schmidt that I've mentioned in previous commentaries. He explained that Google's policy is to get right up to that creepy line and not cross it. Another myth is that privacy isn't primarily about control. We're sure that we can make informed choices about the amount of information a technology company can use. But do we really read all the words in a privacy notice? One famous study from more than a decade ago estimated that if we were to quickly read the privacy policies of every website we encounter, it would take 75 full working days to read them all. So privacy concerns still exist, and we need to focus on them in the future. I'm Kirby Anderson, and that's my point of view. For a free copy of Kirby's booklet, A Biblical View on Inflation, go to viewpoints.info slash inflation. That's viewpoints.info slash inflation. These healthcare workers need their identities protected. This is Matt Staver with Freedom's Call. The media wants to expose the identities of eight main health care workers and one individual health care provider. They are challenging a state law that requires employees of designated health care facilities to get the COVID-19 shot. But Liberty Council has filed an appeal in response to a federal judge's ruling against their privacy request. The media wants to broadcast their identities to the public so that they will be harassed and threatened into silence. But these healthcare heroes have already been abused by Governor Janet Mills for standing for their religious freedom not to take the COVID shot. Our honorable men and women are under tremendous pressure and are being terribly abused. And they have been kicked to the curb. Now the media wants to further abuse them. We will not allow that to happen. We will not leave anyone behind. Stay informed at Liberty Council's website, lc.org. That's lc.org. What are students saying about Wesley Biblical Seminary? Here is Pastor Ava Harvey. Being a pastor for about 15 years, WBS helped to renew my faith. I'm excited physically. I love coming to class. This just reinvigorated my spiritual life. I'm John Nyhoff, president of Wesley Biblical Seminary. Come and be a part of our community. Apply today at wbs.edu. Wesley Biblical Seminary. Discover the difference. Honesty may be the best policy, but Dr. Tony Evans says it's not the only policy for Bible-believing Christians. He'll explain today as we spend two minutes with Tony. When a football player kicks a field goal, in order for it to be good, it has to go through the uprights. These are the two posts that come up in the air. If it goes to the left side or the right side, Outside of the post, it's called no good because it didn't go between them. There's a recognition that these two posts are the determining factor of whether you have scored a field goal. God has two posts when it comes to your maturity and my maturity and how the church should function. The two posts are truth and love that surround our communication as Christians. Truth refers to the content. Love refers to the motivation and methodology. We are to speak truth with an attitude of love. We're not to defer to one versus the other because these two posts that stand side by side 
become the determining factor of whether you scored in terms of your own spiritual growth and spiritual influence. Discover what it means to have a truth-based, Christ-centered character in the midst of our crumbling culture. Check out Tony's book, Kingdom Values, available online at TonyEvans.org. Then join us next time for Two Minutes with Tony. We inform. Religious freedom is about people of faith being able to live out their faith, live out their convictions, no matter where they are. We equip. This is a battle of worldviews. And we activate. We also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character hope. This is AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome to The Core here on American Family Radio. Glad to have you with us today on the show, on the program, AFA at The Core, a website that you can always check out, visit, and utilize is AFR.net. AFR.net is the website. We also have the American Family Radio app. It's available on your smartphone, on your tablet device. It's also available on Apple TV, Roku various other places and, and uh, devices. So go there at your local app store and download the American Family Radio app. Gives you quick access to all the content and the show, past episodes of The Core. You can all access on the app and on the website. We are live streaming The Core on Facebook today. Facebook is where we're live streaming The Core videos. You can go to The Core Facebook page and uh, watch it. Uh, watch The Core uh, there. The uh, uh, last thing I want to mention before we jump into the show, jump into our scripture of the week, we have our Marriage Family Life Conference this week, this uh, weekend. So those that are registered and are headed their way to Mississippi, to Tupelo, Mississippi, we look forward to seeing you guys in uh, Mississippi, uh, in Tupelo, Mississippi, uh, the city of our national headquarters. Uh, We look forward to seeing you guys uh, at that point, uh, Friday and Saturday, I actually have a concert tomorrow night, tomorrow afternoon, and then we have a full day Friday and Saturday of a world biblical worldview training. So we're inviting families, those who've registered, and that's what makes the conference unique. Is we're bringing in families. We're not, you know, telling you to keep the leave the kids at the house or drop off the kids and you stay at the house. Uh, we're inviting everyone the entire family, to our Marriage Family Life Conference. So if you missed out on registration this year, that's all right. Uh, just uh, stay tuned, and uh, next year, as we head towards next year, uh, we'll uh, uh, announce information on the 2023 uh, conference. But I am going to be broadcasting live from the conference on Friday, so you'll want to tune in live to the show on uh, Friday. We're going to cover our... Um, Uh, Scripture, Psalm chapter 29 is where we are this week, Psalm chapter 29. Ascribe to the Lord, O heavenly beings. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of 
holiness. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord over many waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. It goes on in 5. The voice of the Lord, uh, verse 5 in chapter 29, the voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. The Lord breaks the cedars of Lebanon. And this entire chapter, Psalm chapter 29, just displays and uh, describes the power of the Lord and all of the power that manifests itself in uh, in in our Creator. And uh, if you if you doubt the power of God, the goodness of God, the might of God, uh, just read Psalm chapter twenty nine. Just read Psalm chapter twenty nine, and that will help you have a better understanding of how powerful God truly is. And uh, it, it's important to be reverent when we're uh, speaking about God, when we're speaking to God. You know, a lot of a lot of folks in our in our society today, even within the church, within the Christian community, um, uh, you know, talk about God in ways that are really belittling, in ways that are demeaning, and in ways that don't place God in His proper place of authority over our lives. So we need to be intentional. We need to be careful about how we address God, how we speak of God. Uh, We need to do so with all reverence and all submission uh, to his power in our lives. We don't need to belittle God. We don't need to uh, demean his position uh, over creation and, and, uh, and, and make less of God. Instead, we need to make more of him according to his word. Well, hey, we're going to have on two special guests today. We're going to have on my brother, second segment, Wesley, will be in studio with us as he is each Wednesday, Wednesdays with Wesley. But we're also going to have another special guest on. We're going to have Governor Tate Reeves of the state of Mississippi to talk about a recent proclamation that was put out by the governor's office. You're not going to want to miss that discussion. He'll be on about 1.30 Central here in about 20 minutes. Uh, The governor of Mississippi will be on the court to talk about this recent proclamation and we'll also talk about the uh, overturning of Roe v. Wade which the state of Mississippi led the charge on uh, with the case Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization so stay tuned uh, next segment for the interview with the governor of Mississippi when a wicked man rules people groan my name is Abraham Hamilton III and this is the Hamilton Minute While campaigning for the presidency in 2019, reporter Peter Ducey asked Mr. Biden if he'd ever spoken with his son, Hunter Biden, concerning his overseas business dealings. The elder Biden said, no, never. Well, we now know that is an absolute lie. We have recorded voicemail evidence that Mr. J. Robinette Biden called Hunter Biden because he read a New York Times story about Hunter's business dealings in China, in which he said, I think you're in the clear. Clear from what, Joe? We may very well have a real Manchurian candidate in office beholden to the communist Chinese government. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association. This is Raising Godly Girls Minute with Patty Garibay of American Heritage Girls. What does your girl know about her hormones? Knowing how her body functions and why she feels certain emotions is vital to a healthy understanding of herself. 
There are four common hormones that regulate our mood. Dopamine, the reward chemical, oxytocin, the love hormone, serotonin, the mood stabilizer, and endorphins, the painkillers. These make up what some call the emotional toolkit. If your girl is experiencing worry in the midst of difficulty, work together to build up her emotional toolkit. Great news! These four components of the emotional toolkit were given to us by God, and our bodies release these hormones when we do God-honoring things, like serving others, praying, and caring for our bodies through exercise. Want to learn more? Read about empowering girls through the love of God at RaisingGodlyGirls.com. Oops, there's a piece I missed a little bit. Grandpa, why do we always pick up litter when we go hiking? Well, we're just making it nicer for people who come after us a little bit. It's called stewardship. My grandfather taught me that you should always leave a place better than you found it. That it's important to invest in the lives of your children and grandchildren leaving them with a godly legacy they can build on. That's why I decided to set up a charitable gift annuity with the AFA Foundation. It's called stewardship. I know that my gift will support a ministry that honors the biblical principles I hold dear, and it's a way to invest in the future of our country. The AFA Foundation also arranged for me to have a steady fixed income, so I don't have to worry in the midst of changing times. Call the AFA Foundation today to find out how you can set up a charitable gift annuity. Just call 800-326-4543, extension 345. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome to the Core here on American Family Radio Network. Welcome to the core. I'm Walker Wildman. Glad to have you with us today on the show. Well, we had uh, Rick Green, my good friend Rick Green, uh, hosting the show today, and there was some uh, internet connection issues. Imagine that. Uh, 21st century problems. And so uh, I jumped in the studio to host the core this segment and last segment. So glad to have you with us today on the show. Just to do some recap on how you can listen to the core, you can catch us on our website, AFR.net, AFR.net. Also on the American Family Radio app is a great way to listen. Uh, by the way, I've been teasing the live streaming uh, feature for our streaming website, streaming.afa.net. I've been teasing that. We do have that ready to go. We're actually going to launch it Um not this upcoming week, but the next. I believe the date is August 1st. It's a Monday. We're going to launch the live streaming option uh, on that date. So you'll be able to watch the core on our own video platform live, uh, just as you would on YouTube or Facebook. But now you'll be able to watch it on our own video platform. So stay tuned for that. I uh, want to welcome in studio, we have Steve Jordahl with us. Steve. Walker. Good morning, Steve. It's great to be on with you. Yeah, first time on the core. First time on the core, and it's been a long time since I shared the air with you. All right, debut for the core for Steve. And uh, Steve's on each day on today's issues uh, for at least a segment reporting the news there. Chris Woodward's also back with us. Hello. Chris, hey, you uh, you you volunteered to carry the show, and I appreciate that boldness. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That was uh, pretty pretty, uh, (laughs) – Live radio. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's pretty risky, but you were willing to yeah. stick your neck out. I do what I do what I can. I, I said, "Go get Steve." <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll do we'll do it yeah. as a new. I'll show. do it, but as long as I have Steve with yeah. me. Uh, well, glad glad to have you guys in with us. You always um, need a wingman. <laughs> yeah, and you know, uh, doing radio on the fly probably used to be more challenging, but mm-hmm. now with the news cycle as it is, uh, there's always something to talk about. Yes. So, uh, Steve. Absolutely. Uh, you you had a story. Well, you got a well, couple stories. Let's, let's start with the breaking news. Yeah, tee us off. Um, Joe Biden has tested positive for COVID. We find out mm-hmm. this just uh, about uh, an hour ago. I guess it it broke. Uh, so far, I guess Chris, uh, the word is that he has mild symptoms, according to his wife Jill. Yes, and right now, as we speak, uh, the White House is having its usual press briefing with the uh, press secretary speaking to the. Media, understandably so. The top story right now is Biden testing positive for COVID. Again, he has what the White House describes as mild symptoms, and he's taking an antiviral drug known as Paxlovid, uh, an antiviral drug designed to reduce the severity of the disease. You can read more about this by visiting our website, AFN.net. You know, this was bound to happen, just like it was bound to happen to all of us. I mean, we all, most of us probably already had COVID before, maybe some of us a couple times um, but I tell you, so, so in that case, it's not, uh, surprising that the president came down with COVID and I'm actually surprised he hasn't had it before now. Um, but you know, some people don't get it for a while. Some people have never gotten it. It's a, it's an illness. You mm-hmm. can't predict it. But, um, I'll tell you what, what I find humorous in our, our interesting, let me say that Steve is that they, they, they pivot quickly to the mild symptoms talking point. Yeah. Uh, but they don't ever want to talk about how the vaccinations, if they're performing as true vaccinations, are supposed to prevent illness altogether. Well, yeah. Historically. And, and we, we've known that these aren't actual vaccinations. They're, they're, they're mRNA enhancers, or they they actually fool with your mRNA, which to me is a little scary. But yeah. they, they don't function as true vaccines. I found a study. I thought this was interesting. This is a study that was put together by Cornell University and published in the New England Journal of Medicine. And it found that um, the best possible protection you can have, and it doesn't keep you from getting the disease, they say it does help keep you from getting it worse, is natural immunity paired with uh, vaccinations. That's the best you can get. Second, and a close second, is natural immunity by itself. But listen to this. A key finding was a history of vaccination with the standard two doses of either Pfizer or Moderna, but no history of prior infection brought no significant protection against symptomatic Omicron infections. You know, that's, I would say that's surprising, but it's really not, Steve, because we knew all along that that the data was spotty on these shots. The okay. data, you know, one study would say they're great. One study said they don't work. And you get all these mixed results. Um, but when you bypass the traditional vaccine process, which is 10 to 15 years of studies before they even make it to market, mm. uh, um, during the 10 to 15 year period is mainly for experimental purposes, studies, robust studies of thousands of participants. But when you bypass all that, Chris, you you don't know what you're going to get. I mean, it's like gambling. Right. And so what we get now is shots that maybe they work, maybe they don't. We really, <laughs> I mean, it's really even still now two years in, hard to say, um, because you you get uh, conflicting data. And I know the clinical trials were uh, 
messed up from the beginning because what they did, and I reported on this on my show last year, what they did with the clinical trials is about six months in, they told all the uh, blind or the placebo group that, hey, you didn't get the real thing, so go ahead and get the real thing, mm-hmm. which completely messed up for, for anybody who knows about random controlled trials that you completely messed up that whole pool of participants. Yeah. Uh Twyla Brace, a registered nurse that we talk to frequently about uh, COVID shots, uh, she also runs a group called Citizens Council for Health Freedom. She made similar points. She has made similar points to us that you just did. Um, she's done so several times. Most recently, after uh, Dr. Fauci went on Neil Cavuto's Your World program on Fox News Channel to say, you know, uh, because of the high degree of transmissibility of this virus, vaccines don't necessarily protect overly well against infection. Uh, but Fauci went on to say they protect quite well against severe disease leading to hospitalization and death. Uh, but um, Brace told us that basically he's still ignoring the facts. And one of the things that Citizens Council for Health Freedom has done they don't tell you, don't get the shot. That's your call. Right. But you need all the information here, and you need to know that there is a lot of questions still hanging out there, and it's going to be years if we ever find it out, uh, given how the media and politicians are with vaccines. Well, and I'll tell you one thing, and this is this can, this doesn't matter what side of the aisle you're on. The way they went about this whole shot marketing campaign was a terrible, terrible decision. The way they forced it on people— mm-hmm. They bullied people. They threatened their livelihoods with it. I mean, in the in the history of medicine and and uh, and public, you know, public campaigns to convince. There's always been these public marketing campaigns to get people to do stuff, whether it be not smoke cigarettes or whatever. Wear your seatbelt. Don't text and drive. This was the, the most poorly run PR campaign. Because it was by bull, bullying, fear, intimidation, and and threat of job loss, mm-hmm. and that any American that that causes them to recall, and they go, oh, oh, oh slow down, uh, these are supposed to be my decisions, and you guys are coming in and telling me what decisions to make. Uh, so I say all that to say, in the long run, I think this is going to hurt the medical profession and the scientific profession because. Mm-hmm. Um, these are people we're supposed to trust. These are supposed to, these are supposed to be groups and people and professions that that look at science and data and they follow the data wherever it leads. But many of these physicians and these so-called experts have been, I guess, co-opted by the politics and uh, are 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 uh, promoting things that they wouldn't otherwise have done. Um, so I think in the long run, that's mm-hmm. causing a lot of people to be hesitant towards anything the experts recommend. People are taking a second look now as opposed to just taking their word for it. Right. Yeah, and it's also difficult uh, because you know, a doctor out there that or a nurse that wants to push an alternative, uh, something beyond the shot. Those people are labeled kooks, and you know uh, their videos and whatnot are removed from TikTok and Twitter and YouTube and uh, whatever else I've not mentioned already. Um, and so it's as a result, it's, it's difficult. Um, even people that are in the medical profession that are in, okay with trying alternative therapies – some of them have chosen to remain silent, assuming that or fearing that somebody's just going to be, you know, they're going to wrongly label them. And then it's harder and harder to find those kinds of people, but they do exist. Yeah. Uh, you may want to call around and ask if you are curious about those things. Well, the truth is out, and the truth came out when the Canadian health minister said a couple of weeks ago that you're never fully vaxxed. Mm-hmm. He said that on the record. He said, you're never fully vaxxed. He said, I've never liked that terminology um, you're just uh, either you're either up to date or you're not. It's like getting your oil changed. You're either up to date or you're not. And so, but that's what we've been saying all along. There's no really end game here. And so, there's a lot of people that got like two shots, maybe three shots, 
even got a booster, but they haven't got the latest one. So then mm. they're considered unvaccinated. Completely unfair, and that's not how they've used um, they've used vaccination standards in the past. And so there's no real end game here, and I think that's a problem with a lot of people. Is a no, no real end game with historical vaccines. There's a a a shot uh, recommendation. And then after you do that shot recommendation, you're considered fully vaccinated for whatever the vaccine we're talking about is. Uh, but with this one, it's all been open-ended. They will not tell you how many you need. Uh, and then Fauci and others say, well, you need one every six months. So um, I guess to be fair, though, with a flu vaccine, you're supposed to get it every year because the flu changes. So it's not like the strain, it's, the strain yeah. changes. Uh, so it's not like it's unprecedented, the boosters and that kind of stuff. But it just it just has been one changing uh, criteria after another. And by the way, since we're on this, may I be the first to offer my condolences on the core being on Facebook and Twitter, which probably is <laughs> no longer now. They actually we booted – well, YouTube booted me. Yeah. Um, they booted Zuckerberg well. stills let me be on Facebook. <laughs> so who knows that, how long that'll last. Uh, but – YouTube, they gave me three strikes, and then I was out. So um, Badge and, of honor. Yeah, badge of honor, Bobby. And I lost a lot of sleep over it. You know, I, I'm like my heart's really racing right now because uh-huh. I got booted off of YouTube. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Tongue in cheek. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on to a couple other stories. Okay. Um, by the way, this is, uh, is going to be uh, a story to follow, what we just covered about the president coming mm-hmm. down with COVID, because it does not – I mean, even though the most recent strains are more mild than others um, – you know, it, it he's does, an elderly man. Yeah, he's, he's seven. What seventy nine? Yeah, and it does. You know, it does a number on people's bodies. Mm-hmm. Even even young people, I've heard. You know, it, they lose energy, um, lose taste, lose smell. So we'll continue to monitor that story. Uh, what's a, what's another story you got for us, Chris? Surprise me. Well, um, <laughs> this this week, nearly fifty Republicans joined House Democrats in passing a bill that would quote unquote codify same sex marriage. Democrats want people to believe that because the Supreme Court recently overturned Roe v. Wade, now they're going to set their sights on overturning things like Obergefell, which legalized same-sex marriage nationwide. Uh, And so Democrats, in an effort to try to get people to stop talking about inflation and gas prices, uh, they want to kind of change the narrative and get in the news for um, trying to codify same-sex marriage. But, as we point out on AFN.net, it's not just liberals that are doing this. Forty-seven Republicans uh, joined House Democrats in in approving uh, same-sex marriage, including Representative Elise Stefanik, one of the high-ranking members for the House out of the state of New York. This is this is something to keep an eye on. This is this is a serious threat, I believe, to biblical marriage in the U.S. and um, one that really is is bigger than the threat that the Supreme Court put against marriage when they decided they would find it somewhere in the Constitution, even though it's not there back in 2015 with the Obergefell ruling. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the reason I say that is because. This is, this this could codify it in law. That doesn't make it morally right, uh, biblically right, but this could codify it in in U.S. law. That is same sex quote unquote marriage. Um, I think it opens the door actually to other types of marriages as well. Um, even though from a biblical standpoint, the only true marriage is between one man and one woman. But the fact that forty seven Republicans in the House of Representatives signed on to this and voted for it in the House is very disturbing. Um, but Steve, this, um, 
Republicans have gone very weak on this issue. Um, and you, you're even, I mean, 47 in the House, you're even seeing some Republican senators who are talking like, eh, this may not be a bad idea after all. Yeah, uh, the the Democrats did something that was really sneaky, and, and this is kind of typical Washington politics. This bill that they voted on was not just about same-sex marriage. They happened to throw interracial marriage in there just for grins, so that if they vote against it, you're voting against interracial marriage, and you're they can paint you as back in the mm-hmm. you know. 50s. Even though that's really a non-issue. Oh, it is a total non-issue. But yeah, a lot of uh, Republicans did this. I've been noticing. I think for years, uh, my perception is conservatives and evangelicals have been winning the abortion debate. We've got a whole new pro-life generation that's on. Yeah. But the same-sex mm-hmm. marriage, the gay debate. That's been a problem, yeah. and it's it's something that we we don't know really how to how to uh, to address it without you know being painted into a, some kind of a terrible corner. Yeah, exactly. I agree. Yeah, it's it's been. Um, I think there's been so much focus on other issues that there 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 has been groups like ours and others that have been trying to educate people on what 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 does the Bible say about this issue. But as far as, as efforts and lobbying efforts to get the Obergefell decision overturned, that has been lacking, maybe because it's such a new ruling compared to other rulings. But I think there is a move now. I mean, Clarence Thomas signaled yeah. his willingness or openness to rehearing or relitigating the marriage ruling. Yeah. I don't know that Gorsuch would be um, part of the camp that might overturn it. And I only say that because Gorsuch, as I understand it, was one of the justices uh, that ruled for the homosexual in the Bostock case, which was an employment law case, but it involved a, a person in a same-sex uh, relationship. So I don't know that Gorsuch would do that. And Justice Thomas is married to a white woman. So I, if if they want to try to say Justice Thomas is going to be against interracial marriage, that's not going to hold laughable. water. Yeah, that's not going to hold water. And that, that issue has been uh, retired for about 50 years. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really a non-issue, but... Um, uh, you know, put it on the Democrats to include that in legislation. And then anybody who dares to vote against it, they're right. racist. Uh, typical typical strategy by the Democrats. Well, uh, we'll continue to follow this. We're going to be back after the break with more of Steve Woodward. I mean, not Steve Woodward. Steve Jordahl. Yeah. yeah, it could be the... the My son is named Chris Jordahl. The, 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 the Jordahl-Woodward duo. <laughs> they're going to be back after the break. Walker Wildman, AFA at the core. If you want to listen live on our website... AFR.net or the AFR mobile application, both ways to listen live or catch the podcast. We'll be back in a few. What does the American Family Association stand for? We believe that our ministry, as well as everything in the heavens and on earth, belongs to God. And our role is that of a trusted manager. These values and more are part of our mission to inform, equip, and activate individuals to strengthen the moral foundations of our culture. We also support the church. We want to be a leading organization in biblical worldview training for cultural transformation. Thank you for standing with us.
The Bible says that plagues will increase as we approach the return of Christ. But what if I said that the worst of all plagues was the plague of prayerlessness? I'm Sam Rohr, host of Stand in the Gap Weekend, heard Sunday from 6 to 7 p.m. Central Time. Join me, Dr. Jamie Mitchell, and Jim Kinney of Inspire and Ignite U.S. as they discuss the prayerless plague in the context of Is There Hope? Needed now more than ever is biblical prayer. Sunday from 6 to 7 p.m. Central Time. Hello, everyone. Tim Wildman, president of American Family Association and American Family Radio. Hey, an update on our Israel trip scheduled for March 2023. We're about a third full, so two-thirds remain. That is uh, the seats we have available for our trip to Israel. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're very excited to take a new group of pilgrims across the pond, across the Alps, across the Mediterranean, and land our plane in Tel Aviv, bus to Jerusalem, and here we go. Again, that's in March 2023. The itinerary, the cost, all we'll be doing and seeing. You can read about everything associated with this trip by going to twholyland.com, twholyland.com. March is a great month, typically, weather-wise, to visit and so that's one of the reasons we schedule it for that month. Again, twholyland.com to check out the trip. If you are 65 or older, you know this. It's really frustrating to deal with out-of-pocket medical expenses, watching your hard-earned dollars just flying out the window. Well, here's something that can really help, and it's worth taking a minute to look into. MediShare has a new option called MediShare 65+. Plus. MediShare is a community of Christians who share each other's health care bills, and it really is a community. People encourage and pray for each other. And MediShare 65 Plus is a low-cost option for those with Medicare Parts A and B that fills in the gaps where Medicare stops. You can lock in one low monthly price for up to 10 years. It's great for peace of mind. And you can use your Medicare-approved doctor and get prescription savings, dental and vision savings, very worth looking into, and it's so easy to find out why people rave about the customer service at MediShare. They're great to talk to on the phone. Here's the number. Call 833-45-BIBLE. That's 833-45-BIBLE. 833-45-BIBLE. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome Back to the core here on American Family Radio. Glad to have you with us this afternoon. Steve Jordahl, Chris Woodward in studio with me. I'm Walker Wildman. Glad to have you with us today on the show. Uh, for those who are just now uh, jumping onto the program, glad to have you with us. For those that have been listening from the very beginning of the hour, well, we had uh, Rick Green was going to host today and uh, was having some technical difficulties. So I stepped in along with Chris and Steve, and here we are bringing you some of the news items of the day. Well, uh, uh, Steve, you've got this uh, story um, out of, appears to be... Delaware. This, yeah, Delaware. And this is a video of ATF agents along with a state trooper uh, in Delaware uh, knocking on a door and asking for firearms to be reviewed. Yeah, we keep hearing uh, that uh, they're coming after your guns. No, we're not coming after your guns. They're coming after your guns. No, we're not. Well, the ATF, at least in Delaware, has a task force now that's trying to investigate what's called straw purchases. A straw purchase is if I am eligible to buy a gun, I buy a gun and I give it to somebody who's not eligible, a felon, uh, uh, you know, somebody that 
can't uh, uh, somebody that's not a citizen or whatever that cannot buy a gun. That's a felony. And the 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 threshold is if you buy more than two guns at at once or within a short period of time, they come to your house. I want you to hear a little bit of this interaction. This is ATF agents. The guy who uh, is reporting this, whose ring doorbell we're going to listen to, didn't want to give his name. So we don't know what his name is, but we know it's in Delaware. Two ATF um, agents and a Delaware state trooper show up at his door, and they have this conversation. This is cut nine. If you can unload him and bring him out, or you can go out to your foyer here, check him out, fight number, share number, and we're out of here. So, so the idea is when you purchase more than two guns at a time, it generates a, a multiple self report. And he comes to us and we have to check him out. Okay. That's, that's all that is. He did nothing wrong. Did absolutely zero. Uh, I noticed that you were stopped in Philly, though, right, with one of your guns? So that's a, that's the agents on the front porch. Yeah, yeah. And, and they this, have a this is a Delaware state law, correct? Or is, um, or is this, no, the, the straw purchase, I believe, is, federal, is, is a – I think it's yeah, a it federal Yeah, it does say in the story a federal felony. Yeah. Um, well, that's that's interesting. But, you know, Steve, the, the problem here, number one, buying two firearms at the same time should not get flagged uh, because people like to buy guns. But they're keeping a list. Yeah, I know. They're keeping a list. That's what I'm saying. It shouldn't be flagged no. uh, by the state of Delaware or the federal government. But furthermore, Steve, it, it's misplaced priorities. It's misplaced priorities. I mean, you, you, talk, you want to talk about felonies – Federal felonies that are not being investigated, not being prosecuted, including the protesting outside of Supreme Court justices' homes, Chris, that is clearly – there's clearly a federal law against it. And furthermore, the context that that law was was written and and, and passed Mm -hmm. was for purposes like we saw last month – where you're trying to intimidate justices to change the ruling. Yes, and by the way, this story that Steve just shared is happening in Joe Biden's home state of Delaware. That's right. Uh, and it's also the first state to ratify the Constitution, which allows for someone to buy guns. <laughs> Talk about irony. Yes. Yeah. So our founding fathers are rolling over. And uh, their graves. Yes, yeah, there may be live video coming later <laughs> Of today. a ring doorbell <laughs> <Yeah>. over <laughs> a graveyard. Of the graveyard. <laughs> yeah, this is... Uh, you know our our federal government. This this is what happens when when the good people um, when the good people uh, are targeted for uh, what's claimed to be a righteous law mm-hmm. or a law aimed at protecting people. But then the career cr- criminals just just get a free pass. I mean, there are so many issues, um, including by the way including Hunter Biden, who was at one point a Delaware resident. I'm not sure where he's a resident of now. Maybe may still be in Delaware. But there are... There it's are, not Rikers Island where it should be. But. Yeah, there are multiple <laughs> videos of Hunter Biden smoking crack cocaine while possessing a firearm, mm-hmm. which he illegally possessed, by the way. So, um, well, he, well, he didn't illegally possess a firearm, but he mishandled it and, and committed crimes with the firearm. But where is that investigation? Oh, well, Walker, there's a DOJ investigation now. Well, what's the status of it? Because we've got ATF agents Mm -hmm. and state troopers in Delaware knocking on people's homes who are law-abiding citizens who haven't committed a documented crime. These are alleged. Mm -hmm. These are are flags that don't equal a crime. This is a potential uh, criminal act where you buy multiple guns and then you give them to your neighbors or sell them them to your family members or whatever. Uh, So there's not even really – there's not even a documented crime here. 
it's it's a really? possibly possible crime, maybe. But well, we got to investigate. He, you didn't do anything right. wrong. Right. So why are you here? <laughs> right. Uh, that may be the first time in, in that I can recall a government agent showing up to check on something and telling you that you did nothing wrong, but still checking on you anyway. <laughs> you know, and, and we wonder why people are cynical and fed up with Washington D.C. Yeah. and with our federal government. It's because. And I could go through the laundry list, and I'll just mention a few right now. You've got Hillary Clinton, St- Secretary of State, selling, you know, uh, uh, half of America's uranium to Russia. Vladimir Putin through the Uranium One deal, by the way, and then Bill Clinton goes and gets paid $500,000 for like a 10-minute speech mm-hmm. in Moscow, but Trump's the one that's in bed with the Russians, right? That's what we're supposed to believe. Uh, you've got you got President Obama doing the Fast and Furious, where our incompetent federal government, uh, also the ATF and the DHS, they lose track of the firearms that they sold to the cartels in Mexico. All right, you can't make this stuff. One up. of which ends up mm-hmm. killing a federal agent. Correct. Good point. Um, and then you've got the uh, Obama's got multiple scandals. You've got the IRS scandal. Mm-hmm. So we could keep going on about scandals. But instead of focusing on those crimes that are documented, where we know the crime that existed that was committed, and we have actual evidence of a crime, the ATF and the Delaware State Police, they're knocking on people's doors because you bought one too many guns, Chris. Yes. Yeah, and and I might add, Obama claimed frequently that his administration was free from scandal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Although you can you can you can Google if you want to Obama, Obama no scandals, scandals and yeah, you'll right. see a lot of people that beg to differ. <laughs> yeah, this is um, you know, if you are listening and you're not in Delaware, uh, don't think well you know thank goodness this is not happening where I live. It could very well happen to you. Yeah, uh, this is just an, an incident in Delaware. That's one of the reasons why when we interview people uh, from time to time, I will ask uh, the person I'm speaking with. Steve does this as well. Charlie, Chad, whoever. You know, do you see this happening in other states? Do you think this can happen in other states? So don't just go, well, thank goodness I don't live in Delaware. Uh, Be advised. Know what your rights are uh, and reach out to people. There's a lot of people out there that uh, would probably be able to or would be happy to take your questions about these and other rights for free. Yes. And God instituted government. So God is the author of civil government. So uh, government has a proper place. So we don't need to all be rebels here and. Um, and act like government is inherently evil, which people say sometimes, which is not true. Um, but but that being said, uh, just because God instituted government doesn't mean it's always used for righteous purposes mm. or, or noble or moral purposes. In fact, sometimes God uses government to punish yeah, absolutely. a, a so, nation. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So we need to have a healthy respect for government. But to your point, Chris, uh, government has its limits. Mm-hmm. And uh, we need to be aware of our limits, such as a search warrant. Look, if you want to look at my guns, I need to see a search warrant. Right. Uh, which that, that homeowner could have done, but he didn't for whatever reason. And and people do get flustered when law enforcement shows up. People get flustered. They start panicking. I know when I see the blue lights, my heart starts beating. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so people are like, yeah, yeah, what, whatever you need to do. But we need to take it slow mm-hmm. and make sure that, that government has the proper authority to do what they're doing. Yeah, Abe has talked about this before to a certain extent as well. But it's a good thing for you and your family to know what your constitutional rights are. Uh, unfortunately, in this day and age, through a number of reasons, including schools don't really teach this anymore. Not 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 every school anyway. Yeah. Um, People don't know what their basic rights are. A lot of people, unfortunately, in 2022 America get their knowledge of their constitutional rights by what the media tells them. 
And yeah, that's, that's, why, that's why they say that abortion is a constitutional right. right. Or, you know, President not. Biden might come out and say, I have the authority to require you to get a <laughs> shot in, in exchange for your job. No, you don't. Right, right. And, but people, people, because they don't want to either put in the time to do it or they're just ignorant of the facts or whatever, a lot of people don't know what their constitutional rights are, which is why if the ATF were to show up at your front door— you might say, okay, well, come on in, and you, yeah. and you don't know whether or not they're allowed to be there or not. Yeah, and I just want to challenge our audience here to not get your news off of Facebook and Twitter, all right? It's one thing to read, to get stories off of there, which I do. I follow certain reporters on Twitter, and I get I get bits and pieces of stories, but I, you always need to corroborate your stories with other sources such as American Family News. Yeah. We don't need to just read you know, Facebook headlines or tweets and go, well, that's the gospel, that's the truth, this is what happened. Uh, we always need to make sure we're corroborating our stories, make sure everything's adding up. Um, and that includes, you know, constitutional issues as well. Um, With regard to the the Obama scandals, yeah, this is the appropriate question. If a scandal falls in the forest and there's no media to cover it, <laughs> was it really a Did scandal? Did it really happen? <laughs> Did it I really don't know. Happen? Did it really happen? If you're them, they would say it never happened. <laughs> right. Of course, Steve, it never happened. We never spot on reporters. Uh, what was uh, James? What was the uh, James, yeah, yeah. James Rosen? James mm-hmm. Rosen spied on his phone. They records. spied on the Associated Press, which to me is yeah. like like and the and the AP never did anything about it. They were just like, well, you know, same team. We'd rather have him than John McCain. So they yeah. never complained about it. You know, one 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 story that I've been covering on the show pretty often, and, and Chris, I've had you on to talk about, is the the energy story mm-hmm. as far as the war on energy. Yes. And Biden, Steve, Biden went to Saudi Arabia. But my question for you is, did Biden come back with any oil from Saudi Arabia? He struck out. Swinging, uh, maybe not even swinging. Maybe he struck out looking. <laughs> and, and they knew Steve. I think he tried to bunt once. <laughs> yeah, and, and Steve, they knew he struck out before he even got on the plane. To oh go yeah. There. Oh no, it was, and and I read somewhere it was worse than just not getting any any oil because um, there was the awkward fist bump. Oh, the getting fist out of bump. the limousine. Mm. By the way, if I may, I want you to hear what Jimmy Fallon had to say about the fist bump. This is Jimmy <laughs> Fallon. Uh, from, uh, from, I think it was last night, talking about uh, Joe Biden coming off and not wanting to shake, uh, what is it, uh, the Saudi Arabian? M- uh, MBS. MBS. Is, is Mohammed, yeah, right, bin Salman. Yeah. Listen to what Jimmy Fallon had to say about that cut 10. Biden said that wasn't a fist pump. That was me trying to punch him as hard as I could. <laughs> <laughs> not a great look. It's like uh, greeting Putin with a chest bump and a bro hug. My man! Meanwhile, I read that Dr. Fauci said that he plans to retire by the end of President Biden's term. Then everyone turned to Biden like, is there anything you'd like to announce, too? (laughs) Of course, once he's gone, Fauci will be replaced by a new, slightly weaker variant. (laughs) (laughs) Weaker variant. You know, on a serious note, had had this been President Trump, to show the comparison here, the the treatment difference, um... Biden claimed that he brought up the Khashoggi yeah. uh, murder with uh, MBS, and there's conflicting reports on that because mm-hmm. remember the Democrats and, and Republicans and everybody went after Saudi Arabia hard, yep. accusing them of murdering. Uh, what, what was he? Uh, was he a reporter or a human rights activist? He was a reporter, I think, for the yeah, Washington from, Post. From Saudi Arabia yeah. that had connections and did some work with the Washington Post. He was working Post. for a U.S. outlet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And he, he was he was, he was was murdered uh, at the, uh, wasn't it the Saudi Arabian Saudi uh, consulate Embassy in Turkey? Saudi Embassy or consulate. 
uh, I think he was in Turkey at the Saudi Arabia consulate mm-hmm. because he was Turkey didn't have much control over what happened on that mm-hmm. consulate ground. Right. But nonetheless, um, you know, Biden called him, made all these accusations against Saudi Arabia and their leader, and now he's over there begging them for oil. But he claimed that he brought up the Khashoggi murder, but but there's not corroboration that he did because Saudi Arabia says it was never mentioned. They said, yeah. oh, we didn't hear that. But if yeah. pres- imagine President Trump going, and, and this did happen, going to meet with Putin, and there's there's uh, there's this uh, media-contrived conflict between Putin and Trump, you know, all about the 2016 election and yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, Trump says, I spoke to Putin about meddling in our elections, but Putin says it never came up. That would be an investigation that journalists would go after to find out, did was yeah. the topic really broached or not? Yeah. They're not doing this with Biden. Did he bring up Khashoggi's murder or not? He says he did. Others say he didn't. Yeah, somebody would have been on CNN, like, round-the-clock coverage. They, at this point, they would look all disheveled. Like, they're, yeah. they'd have, you know, five days shave on their face. And they face. would probably impeach him. Yeah. They would probably impeach yeah, Trump. Right. I was just going to say, they're uh, drawing up impeachment. Yeah, be the first person impeached three times. Yeah, because yeah. this is treason, and you should have brought this up. With This is a scandal, and what what were y'all colluding on while By you were the in way, Moscow? Uh, <laughs> uh, President Trump would never have had to go ask for oil from Saudi Arabia because, well, we were kind of energy independent mm. at the time. So. Yeah, we had so much oil, we didn't know what to do with it. Right. Well, I'll tell you what we did with it. We shipped it to other countries and sold it to them <laughs> and made billions off of the oil that we pumped out of our land. Right. And it's really this energy war is so important because it f- affects every one of us. I mean, raise your hand if you don't use energy. We all <laughs> yeah. use energy. We drive to work, we heat our homes, we cool our homes, we watch television, we charge our computer, and the list goes on. Uh, so we got to have reliable energy, we got to have sustainable energy, and I'm not talking Green New Deal, I'm talking fossil fuels galore. Cheap, affordable, reliable energy. And uh, that's what's been working for decades upon decades. And that's what's going to continue carrying this country into the future. All right, done with my rant. Steve Jordahl, thanks for coming on. Most fun I've had in the last couple hours. All right, well, make sure you, you burn a little extra gas for me this afternoon. Yes, sir. <laughs> we got we to gotta run those fossil fuels, baby. Thanks, Chris. Thank you. All right, AFA at the core. I'm Walker Wildman. Glad to have you with us today on the show. We'll be back next time with more of The Core. Until then, stay tuned to American Family Radio. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.